is our 2008 World Champions of Baseball. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. Now entering the game for Philly Press Box Radio, Bill Furman and Jim Chet Chesko. Well, well, well. It is Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm all tangled up here with my uh, earpiece. Welcome to the Philly Press Box Radio Roundtable, brought to you, of course, by the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, and Allstate Insurance in Westchester, PA. I'm Chet, and I'm flying solo this week, at the start here anyway. My partner, Bill Furman, actually on a much-needed vacation, he tells me. He will be back next week, I promise. But uh, I will have three great guests helping me out over the next hour. I'll tell you about them in just a moment. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving weekend. They didn't do you know too much in terms of eating or drinking or shopping or whatever. Wow, lots to talk about as usual on our show. The Philly sports scene, Joel Embiid back in action with that sprained foot helping the Sixers. They uh, have won three in a row. Tough task tonight, though, against Cleveland. Um, what else? Uh, the Flyers. Hey, they actually won a game. Yeah, yeah, that's unusual, but you know, it is what it is. Um, the NFL, two thirds into the season, and your Eagles are 10 and one. Lots of birds talk tonight. And oh, yeah, the World Cup, Team USA advancing to the knockout round. They'll play this Saturday. As I noted, Bill is on vacation. He will be back next week. He did submit his Week 13 NFL picks, I hope. I'm not sure. I'll have to check on that. We'll give you those later in the show, along with Bob Vitrone, Boop, joining me. First, though, we have a couple of terrific guests, as I mentioned. At the bottom of the hour, it is sports artist extraordinaire Jordan Spector joining us, his first ever visit to the show. If you haven't seen it, you've you got to check it out. His artwork is amazing. But right now, we're going to bring on one of my favorite people in the entire world. You know him from the High Hopes and Go Birds podcast, the weekend Go Birds radio show on 94 WIP, the Monday through Friday midday show on WIP, where he tries his best to keep Joe DeCamera in line. And early next year, it'll be the new morning show on WIP. You know him, you love him. It is James Seltzer. James, how are you, my man? Chat, how are you, pal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, it's all good. It's all good. So, James, uh, to make you feel at home, I'm going to start off with my John Ritchie impression, okay? Oh, wow. Yeah, give it to me. James, the first American roller coaster in the 1850s was used to transport coal down a hill. After people found out that it could reach speeds of up to 50 miles an hour, tourists asked to ride on it. They would pay a few cents or a nickel to do that. Wow, that's a good fact, Chet. I like it, man. And it was actually uh, in my area, eastern Pennsylvania, up around the Coaldale, Summit Hill, Jim Thorpe wow. area. Before Jim Thorpe became Jim Thorpe. It was called Ma Chunk. A little history for you there. But anyway. That's good knowledge out of you, Jim. I appreciate it. John Ritchie can use that if he would like. Yeah. All right, go. let's get it going for real, James. Uh, the 10-1 and 1 Eagles. You know, back in early September, Bill and I made our predictions for the season, he said 12 and 5. I said 11 and 6. It's looking like they're going to blow past both of those win totals. Be honest, James, did you have any idea they would be this good or that Jalen Hurts would be a front runner for MVP? So, not, not quite to this level. I had him at 12 and 5, too. I was yeah. talking Super Bowl before the season. I said that they should be considered a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I thought Hurts was going to take a leap. Uh, but no, I definitely did not think he was going to be a freaking MVP candidate, Chad. I mean, this is 
um, the leap he's taken is it's miraculous. Honestly, it's it's the all of you know the offseason, everyone is putting up those Josh Allen numbers and the you know, comparing Hertz's year to Allen's and the leap that he took. And it was like it felt so silly. It felt ridiculous. Cause it was like that, that that's once in a generation. A guy does a Josh Allen leap. A guy goes from being, you know, one of the worst accuracy quarterbacks to one of the best. We just totally changes their ability to do all these things in the passing game. And Hertz did it. He freaking did it. He did a Josh Allen leap. He's one of the top two candidates in the league for MVP. They're ten and one. So I thought they were going to be really good. I thought they were going to be a, uh, you know, a, a Super Bowl contender. But I didn't have them as the favorite. I certainly didn't have Hurts taking this leap. So, so I thought they'd be good. I think I was actually on the the far end of of you know in the media market in Philly of people who really expected a great year. And even I undershot him, Chad. So shocking. Well, we do expect him to get a big contract after the season. I know John Ritchie's worried about this. How are they going to retain all of the other guys whose contracts expire at the end of the year, especially some guys on defense like TJ Edwards and James Bradbury? Uh, how are they going to do that? Well, they're not. I mean, let's see. I mean, the, the simple answer is they won't retain them all and they'll do the best they can. But how he knew he had a, a market inefficiency, there's nothing better in the NFL than a a quarterback on a rookie contract who can win you games. I mean, that's the yeah. single biggest advantage you can have in the whole sport, you know, in the whole sport that is the number one advantage that there is. So, um, you know, you're not going to be able to, I think, look, you have the perfect general manager there to, you know, fill as many of those holes as, as anyone could to make the the contracts work, the numbers work to front load deals, to put on the dummy ears, to do all that stuff that none of us understand, but, but how he seems to know what he's doing. Um, and, you know, so I, I do think he will be able to keep players. You know, I think the ones they want to keep, the, the vast majority of them they'll keep, but it's going to be impossible to keep everyone. You're going to have to pay Hertz a lot of money. And look, I do think they'll do the thing where they, you know, make it cheap in the first year and the big signing bonus. Like there are ways around, you know, next year having to give up everybody type of thing. But ultimately, you know, their quarterback's making like a, a million and a half bucks or whatever. It is a million bucks, and, and he's going to be making like 40-something or 50 or whatever, you yeah. know? So, you know, you can only do so much around that. Another guy they'll have to make a decision on, of course, is Miles Sanders. He was great Sunday night. He's having a very solid season. But there will likely be a lot of free agent running backs available. So what do you think happens with number 26? Uh, I mean, Miles has been great. It's easily the best version of him we've ever seen in an Eagles uniform by 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 a mile. Um, but look, I think I think there's a chance he's back. It's just gonna have to be on a cheap contract. I, I don't think any running back is gonna get a massive, massive contract. But to the point you made, I mean, Saquon Barkley is a free agent. Josh Jacobs is a free agent. There's like two or three other guys who are you know, absolutely ahead of Sanders in the pecking order, who are guys who are going to get more money than Miles and get paid quicker than Miles. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be one of those things where I wouldn't be shocked if he's back. I just think that I don't think he's going to get a lot of money. I don't think he's going to get a lot of money from anybody. I don't think any of those running backs are going to get insane yeah. contracts from anyone. I just think that's where we're at in the league. I mean, you just don't see it. Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, like those are really the only two recent huge money deals we've seen for running backs. And, you know, I, McCaffrey one certainly doesn't look like a great deal. And and the Henry one, he missed half the year last year and, and is certainly not the Derrick Henry you know, from a couple seasons ago. So I just I, I think that's that's going away. You know, I think I think teams are far more likely to draft guys 
run him into the ground, let him leave, than to, to pay someone big money. So I think he could be back. I just don't think it'll be expensive. But you mentioned Derrick Henry. He's going to be at the link this Sunday. The Eagles have not been great in a lot of games, including this past one against the run. Derrick Henry may not be the guy he was a couple of years ago, but he's still pretty darn good. I'm honest. I'll be honest. I'm a little concerned about this game. How about you, James? Oh, it's the other than the Dallas game, just because of the situation, the three straight road games and the you know, what the numbers say that that road team does. It's it's pretty bad. So other than the the you know, scheduling of that game, this is the matchup that concerns me the most left on the schedule. I, I think Tennessee's a really good football team on top of that. I mean, Vrabel's tough. They they kind of mirror him as his image. They're a tough hard-nosed smash-mouth football team. Their defense is awesome. I, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be a really tough, tough football game without Goddard, without Maddox. You know, we'll see if Jordan Davis comes back. That would obviously be a really big help if he does, but, you know, I just think it's a tough spot. I, I, I still think they're going to win, but I certainly, I would take the five and a half points. You know, I think, I don't think they cover. I think it's a close game. And look, if Derrick Henry runs wild, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing. The reason I have confidence they'll win is you know, Ryan Tannehill stinks. Like, he stinks, man. He's bad. And I don't think he's always been really bad. I think he's been fine. You know, he's bad right now. If anyone watched that Cincinnati game last week, I mean, Ryan Tannehill looks cooked. Like, he doesn't look like he has a lot left athletically in the tank. So I do think, look, Jonathan Gannon's going to have to change what he does. He's going to have to come in and say, all right, Instead of worrying about the quarterback beating us with a big play, I'm going to come in. I'm going to say, Derrick Henry, no matter what, you're not beating me. If Ryan Tannehill beats me, fine. That's the deal I'll take today. But I don't think they, or at least I hope they don't let Derrick Henry beat me. I like the way you think. Well, as I put up a shot of the pro football talk NFL power rankings, the Chiefs wow, and look Eagles at, that. at the top of the heap. Who do you think are the biggest threats to the Eagles in the NFC? The Cowboys, the 49ers, the Vikings, who? So I, I think it's a great question. I, I, I don't think the Vikings are in the same class as the other three personally. I know the record is, but I, I don't think the Vikings are, are that good. I think they're fine. I just don't think they're that good. I think it's clearly the Niners or the, the Cowboys, and I think both teams are solid. I do think the Eagles, you know, obviously record-wise, they're the best team in the NFC, but I do think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I would pick them on a neutral field against any of these teams. Now, you know, hopefully, likely, we won't have to play on a neutral field. We'd have them here. Um, but of those two teams, personally, the Niners worry me more strictly. And again, I'm talking strictly with the playoffs. Like this is about who you're going to face in the playoffs and, and who could come into Philly and beat you. And the Niners have just done it. You know, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, you might not be the, you know, he's not the best quarterback in the world or the, the most accomplished or the most talented, but you know what? That dude's won some big freaking games. He's won more big games than, than Dak Prescott has. Yeah. That's for sure. You know, he's bit Jimmy Garoppolo was like within three minutes of being a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Like he was there. He almost won the freaking Super Bowl. He went to the FC championship game last year or two years ago, whatever it was like, they're just good. They're, they're a talented team top to bottom. I think they have the best defense in the league. So, you know, good coaching, way better coach. Like when if I'm worried about about the what coach am I going up against, I'll take Mike McCarthy a trillion times before I'm facing, you know, Kyle Shanahan. So I, I think they're both talented teams, and they're both you know they're the only two teams in the NFC that worry me to any degree at all. But of the two, I, I would be more worried about the Niners. And you know, I put up the wrong graphic first, James. But I saw uh, you, you look yes. good there, man. And I hope you get to hold <laughs> another one of those trophies next year. 
Tell me about it. Well, I, I'm not quite as muscular as Jordan, it looks like. I'm the, I'm the less yeah. muscular of the guests. Yeah, Jordan's a big guy. Uh, yeah, we're going to come on the good. second half hour. It's good. Hey, we're going to switch gears and talk a little Sixers for a couple of minutes. Rough Ooh. start to the season, but despite four of their key guys missing time with injuries and beat back now, they have played better of late. A three-game winning streak as we speak here. They're playing the Cavs right now. They're 12-9. and nine. They should have Harden back maybe this weekend. Maxi by mid-December. Can they get on a bit of a roll once they get these guys back, you think? Oh, sure. You know, I... I... They absolutely can. And look, they're winning games right now with, with without those guys. They won a couple without Embiid as well. Um, but I honestly, my honest, you know, when we talk about this and think about this, my my real thought, it, like, can they get on a roll? Sure. Do I care? Not really. Like, I, I, at this point, you know, and I'm not saying I'm not going to watch these regular season games. I will. I'm going to, as soon as we're done talking, I'm putting the Cavs and Sixers on. Like, but in terms of, you know, I don't really care if they're the one seed. I don't care if they're the two seed. I don't care how good a regular season team they are. Like they have to get past the second round. Like I'm not, I'm not emotionally invested or, or I'm not going to like truly like the Phillies, like with the, with the Phillies, this whole run, you know, leading. It was like, I didn't get emotionally invested at first. I was excited. I was whatever, but I didn't actually think I was like, all right, this is just fun and cool. And I enjoy it for what it is. And then they made me actually think they're going to win the world series. Like, the Sixers need to get to that point where they actually make me think they can actually win something because right now they're probably going to lose in the second round of the playoffs because that's what they do every year. And until they do something better than that, I, I just, it's all just kind of going through the motions for me until the second round of the playoffs. That's the way I look at yeah. it. Yeah. If they don't get past the second round this year, I think it's time to move on from Glenn Doc Rivers. I don't care. I, I mean, it's been time. Been time, Chad. Yeah. Been. All right. That's enough, Sixers. Uh, I know how big of a baseball <laughs> fan you are. James, shall we talk Phillies? What do you think? Uh, it's my favorite chat. Before we do that, let's go back to October 23rd. I believe you were there and what turned out to be the final game of the NLCS. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. Yes. And it is gone. Yes. yes. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top. Are you kidding me? Oh, his 10th career home run in the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one. Oh, wow. Four to three Phillies in the bottom of the eighth inning. Crazy. <laughs> I just love watching that and listening to uh. Scott and Larry. <laughs> yeah, I got. Uh, you were there, right? Yes, I was there. It's uh, probably my most watched highlight of my life already. <laughs> I've watched it a zillion. I've watched every version. I watched the Titanic version. I watched the, you know, all the different language versions. I watched the natural version. Like, I've watched every single thing. <laughs> that that home run has been attached to or connected with. And, and just the straight Scott and LA version is the best one. I mean, yeah. what a moment, what a, what a, what a, what a capturing of a moment Fransky, you know, had in that moment with the bedlam with the bank and he might never hit a bigger one. And the, you know, it was just like the perfect, the perfect thing to say in the perfect moment. And, you know, being there, it's the cool. I changed my Twitter bio. My Twitter bio says I was in the building for the Bryce Harper. I'm right. Yeah, because it's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like it was the coolest thing I've ever seen live in anything, 
and ever sports yeah. music movies this being in a building for something it's the coolest thing i've ever been in a building for so um yeah i, I won't forget that one anytime soon chat well was, we know we know what happened after that the world series of four games to two lost to those damn astros uh james the phillies came also close but they're going to be without Bryce for probably the first six weeks of the 2020. More than that, yeah. Probably until July, most likely. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the Braves and Mets ain't going anywhere. They actually finished ahead of the Phils in the NL East, of course. Mm -hmm. So what do the Phillies have to do this offseason to improve their chances of, again, making a deep postseason run? I think you got to seize the moment. You know, this is, um, you know, for the first time in over a decade, Philadelphia loved baseball. And we saw it, and we saw what it can be like, how magical it was at Citizens Bank Park, the most electric atmosphere I've ever been a part of for any sort of sporting event. And I think it was a reminder to John Middleton and to the organization, hey, you know, if you're good, this city will freaking show up and will love this team and, and sport. We didn't talk about the Eagles on the radio for like a month. It's never in my whole career that's never happened. It was like you couldn't get an Eagles call on the air because all anyone cared about was the Phillies. It was it was a magical, unbelievable run. Honestly, again, like the only time in my whole career where where we have not cared about the Eagles, and they were undefeated. They were less undefeated team in the NFL at that point, and no one gave a crap about it. It was it was pure magic. And I think if you're John Middleton, you have an opportunity right now to seize this moment, to grab this thing that for the first time again in over a decade, this city, the love affair between the Phillies and Philadelphia is back, and it is on fire right now. And you have an opportunity to grab that, grab that moment, fill your ballpark for the next few years, sell a ton of merchandise, get this city in love with the team again. Like it's right there in front of you. So go out and spend money. Like, I, you know, it seems silly and it seems like the same thing we say every year, but it is what it is. Like you're right there. You're on the precipice. You've got a really great core, you know, go get Trey Turner, go get Carlos Rodon. Go out and spend money. Go out and trade for guys. Like, go all in on this group right now. That's what they have to do. It is right in front of us. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the shortstops. Any particular one of the shortstops you want, Trey Turner, Bogarts, who? Yeah, I love Turner. Uh, he just he fits so perfectly. Great defensive player. Leads off, you know, one of the fastest guys in the sport. He just feels like a Philly. Like, he feels like the type of guy who comes in and, um, you know, plays the way that Philadelphia likes. He runs hard. He gives full effort. Super talented. Th over 300 hitter. Would just be nice to see a guy come in here and put the bat on the ball in all kinds of situations. Um, yeah, I, I think Turner's a, a home run of a signing. You know, pardon the pun. I hope so. Uh, Flyers talk. Chuck Fletcher sucks. Needs to be fired. That's it for our Flyers talk. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think you nailed it. Honestly, fire everyone. Fire the whole yeah. organization. Torts is fine. He just got here. Fire everyone else. I Every do enjoy single torts. person in the organization. Yeah, he's good. Love torts. But uh, what it what it what a what an embarrassment. And honestly, in my lifetime, I think it's probably the most irrelevant one of the four teams has yeah. been in my life. And and the, the Phillies are losing his team in the history of, of sports for Christ's sake. And like. The Flyers are irrelevant. It's it's tragic. It really is tragic. It is so sad. I mean, they are they are a joke of a franchise right now. And I mean, and they you know, I mean, my, they were my dad's favorite team. Like I grew up in a Flyers household. Like that's what he cared about the most. You know, so it's um it's really tough. It's really yeah, tough, to tough to see where they're at. Right, that's the way fact that Fletcher Flyers. just keeps a job. It's, it makes no sense. Yeah, he's got to be gone by Christmas. James, we got to get to this. Something big happening with you, Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie. 
early part of 2023, hopefully mm-hmm. in mid or late February, uh, a week after the Eagles postseason wraps up, whenever that may be, you and your mates are making the big move. Tell everybody what's happening. Yeah, we're going to replace Angelo Cataldi. So it's like no pressure. You know, uh-huh. no, no big deal. Just replace a freaking icon. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. We're going to be the new morning show. And uh, it is, uh, it's still a little surreal, Chet. Uh, I think until we're there doing it and it's happening, I probably won't believe it's real. But um, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. It's obviously um, a, a real humbling opportunity, humbling to be a part of this, um, flattering, all that stuff. And, um, you know, we're, proud of the show obviously we we love the show we we think we the three of us have you know put something cool together um but you know to do this it's definitely a uh it's, it's a thrill i'm guessing there's going to be a lot of discussions over the next two months about you know exactly how it's going to work ria hugh is going to be part sure of who yeah. else we have who else is on there so ria and joe wector uh we're gonna have it and then we're gonna have contributors like devin Kane. he'll be a part of the show a couple days a week we're going to be adding people throughout as we go. We haven't confirmed any of the others, but um, yeah, it should be a should be a party, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, good luck. Are, are you nervous about it at all? No, I'm nervous about the waking up, like the radio stuff. Not even a little bit. Like that's that's what I do. I'm fine with it. But the the waking up and the getting used to being tired in the schedule, I'm a little nervous about that for sure. But the actual like radio stuff, no. Nah. Yeah. Well, that'll be sort of a question I'm going to ask you as we finish up with a game of Fast Five, James. Love the Fast. It's my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no trivia tonight. Just a uh, Fast Five. Five Good. quick questions. Um, keeping your answers to 10 or 20 seconds so we get you yes. out of here on time. Not always Number great. One, that, James, try. who will meet in Super Bowl 57 in February? <laughs> Andy and the Eagles. How about that, oh, Chad? Oh. Eagles, Chiefs. Let's freaking do it finally. I would love to see that or yeah. the Eagles and the Bills. That would be so cool. That would be very cool. Glenn Macnow's dad would be very happy if that Yes, happened. he would. Number two, what Philly sports athlete, current or past, dead or alive, in fact, would you most like to meet and talk to? Oh, wow. Um, Man. Um, All right, so there's uh, so many. Like, this is an impossible question to answer. But I'll say, I'll say Will. Uh, Like, it would be really neat to sit down with Will and say, did this happen? Did this happen? Tell me about this. 20,000, really, Will? Really? You know? (laughs) That would be the main question. And, and, and look, someone from a time before me, so I got to, you know, it'd be, it'd be neat to, to mine that, so to speak. Number three, you mentioned that you're moving to the morning show. You're a bit nervous about getting up. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, what time do you expect you'll go to bed at night? And what time do you think you'll have to get up for work? So, I mean, who knows at this point? It's like a million different people. People told me a million different things. I'm definitely going to have to wake up at like 3, 3.30. That, that's locked. Somewhere in that general range, I'm going to be waking up. Um, I don't know yet. I think maybe like, you know, take a nap when I get home, watch the games at night. It's going to be like three hours and three hours or that kind of stuff, if I had to guess. I don't know. It's going to be weird. Number four, uh, I'm going to throw a Flyers question in. The Flyers tomorrow night will pay tribute to the 1980s decade of the Flyers. You were just a little kid at the time, of course, James. But when you hear 1980s Flyers, what names come to mind? I mean, Hextall obviously pops in in my mind. Uh, Brian Prop pops in my mind. Mm-hmm. Tim Kerr pops yes, in my mind. Tim Kerr. Yeah. Oh, Tim Kerr, probably the most underrated flyer in the history of the franchise. I mean, he scored 50 goals, what, four or five times? Yeah, he was something. amazing. He was a great player. And uh, Mark Howe would be probably the other one that popped in my head if I'm talking 80s. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of good ones there. Number five, uh, last year, James, I decided my all-time favorite Christmas movies were Elf and Love, actually, and Die Hard, if it's indeed a Christmas movie. There's always that debate. Die One Hard is two. definitely a Christmas movie, and it is the it the guy who wrote it said it was a Christmas movie. Anyway, go ahead. Jim. What are two or three of your favorite Christmas movies? Well, Die Hard, obviously, is, is up there. Uh, Home Alone, I think, is a great great christmas movie home alone's just a great movie if you haven't yeah. seen it in a while it's actually a really good movie you know john hughes really well done uh and look christmas vacation's a classic like who doesn't like christmas vacation clark griswold you can't go wrong with that those are the ones that pop in my head right away i'm sure i'm missing one but that would be the ones that pop in my head right away bonus question you got a young daughter she's about four five now she is actually turning four on sunday four i knew it was coming up in this yeah, uh, on sunday coming. how about It'll that yeah. what is on her christmas wish list as a four-year-old so nothing so she it's a birthday wish list it's much more about okay. a birthday yeah we're not you know she's not quite at the excitement she she gets excited for her birthday and then she'll worry about christmas after it um so she wants a long dress that goes over her feet she calls it a princess dress that's <laughs> what she, that's all she wants she talks at all i want a princess dress i want a long dress look at her dress it's so cool it covers her feet you know that thing so she wants a princess dress that is so cool well <laughs> happy holidays to zoe oh, yeah, and your lovely wife here we go rocking it whoa yes. check that oh. out <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just shove that in the corner somewhere. Oh, busted it out, my friend. Wow. We, are honored. we are honored, James. This was a blast. Again, have a wonderful holiday season, you and your lovely family. Go Eagles, and best of luck on the move to the mornings in February. Chat, always a pleasure, man. Anytime I'm back. All right. Take care, James. See you, buddy. I'm going to tell you about insurance right now because that's what we do at this point. All state insurance. All states pay as you go auto insurance plan. As a matter of fact, it puts you in control. You only pay for the miles you drive with the same full coverage that a traditional policy offers. Paper mile insurance gives customers greater control of their insurance costs. See how much you can save with paper mile car insurance by calling your local agent in Westchester, Pennsylvania. That would be Dave Lavoie. Call Dave at 610-430-0700. Once again, 610-430-0700 and start to save more now that you are driving less. Maybe you'll drive over to the Irish Rover Station House in Langhorne, Pennsylvania. I do that often. And there are some big doings at the Rover in the next month. For one thing, they have Quizzo every Wednesday evening. And live music is back on Saturdays now. So this Saturday night, it is Eddie Tamanini. Be sure to mark your calendar also for Thursday, December 15th. That is absolutely my favorite event of the year at the Rover is the annual Ugly Sweater Party. And there are some ugly ones. There are some semi-inappropriate ones, as you can see here, but yet I posted those. Go figure. It is going to be ugly, clearly, but in a good way. And yes, I will absolutely be there in an ugly or beautiful sweater. The Irish Rover Station House is on Bellevue Avenue in Langhorne. The website is irishroverstationhouse.com. And after that, I need to hear a little Merrill. Hi, football fans. This is Beryl Reese, and you're listening to Bill and Chet on Philly Press Box Radio. It's good! i got to tell you, I'm not a big soccer fan, but I was able to watch Tuesday's one nothing USA victory over Iran while at my job. Just, uh, you know, that one goal, but that was all they needed. Team USA advances. The last couple of, the, couple of minutes of that game were pretty wild, so... 
congrats and good luck on Saturday. For the life of me, though, I will never understand why they don't use a regular old clock like they do in all of their sporting events, avoiding all of the so-called extra time and letting everybody know exactly how much time is indeed left to be played. Come on, guys, get that right. Well, yeah, I know I'm not alone in that. Well, anyway, as I said, next up, 10 a.m. Philly time this Saturday when Team USA takes on the Dutch, the Netherlands, in the round of 16. And I have a feeling a lot of bars will be opening early this Saturday. I just may check one out. All right. Uh, I was going to do another thing right here, but my second guest is standing by. So I'm going to bring him on right now. Um, I got to tell you about this. Uh, His name is Jordan Spector, and here he is. Hey, Jordan, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Um, Jordan is an artist, and I, I got to tell you, he is a first-time visitor to our show, but you may have seen ads from his uh, artist collection on Facebook or elsewhere. Lots of great stuff, much of it related to our Philly sports teams. I had a chance to meet Jordan three or four weeks ago at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame event and invited him on the show, and here he is. So, Jordan, first of all, for people who don't know, where are you from? Uh, so I'm from Willow Grove, actually. It's where I grew up. Uh, it's where my parents still live. Um, but I've lived down in the city for uh, quite some time now. I went to Temple. I actually played football there for a couple of years. And I just love Philly. So I'm, I'm more of a Philly guy than anything. But from Willow Grove. Very nice. And at what age did you discover you had some talent as an artist? How did that all start? From a young age, uh, my dad is a very talented artist as well. And, uh, you know, he, he taught me everything I know uh, growing up. And uh, just everything I did as a kid was just for fun. And, you know, I still have stuff saved from when I was five, six, seven years old. That is pretty good for like a young kid, you know, cars, yeah. airplane, whatever. Um, and it's just compounding that skill over and over again over my, my entire life. So now it's finally become a business for me. And, and I've become very are much more skilled at it over the years. So, uh, One of your signature pieces, which people can see in the background, is uh, this one that I'm going to post. It is a, a history, basically, of the Eagles in one beautiful painting picture. Uh, tell me how this came about, and how long does it take to do something like that, the first drawing of it? Yeah, so this was definitely a, uh, a big boy project. Uh, the, probably the most complex and difficult that I've still done to this day. Um, there was a, a guy who I met through uh, a collection of friends and he uh, invited me to like a charity event where I had artwork on display and he's a huge Eagles fan. And he actually wanted to get his own custom piece to do as well, um, which eventually led to his dream or his vision aligning with my vision, which was to create a piece like this that represents the entire history of the Eagles from the beginning all the way up to the Super Bowl era. So it was really cool uh, what came out of it. And um, it took about two years to make, uh, you know, doing all the research, all the picture research, just becoming an Eagle historian myself and just talking to so many different people whose value or whose uh, opinion I value. So, you know, when when I saw you at the Philly Sports Hall of Fame event, there were some former athletes there, including one of the former Eagles, David Akers, who was being honored that night. And I saw him checking it out and he was signing uh, some of the copies of it. What kind of reaction do you get from players or former players who see your artwork and see them represented on the picture? It's always cool to have those interactions and a a newfound ambition when I put this out there was I started connecting with some of these guys that are in it. You know, there's 41 players and coaches in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've connected with about 20 of them now. 
And I, I've started to do something cool, which again, I didn't really plan on it, but what I've been doing is giving each guy their own copy um, of the artwork. Um, and it's just cool to be able to meet them, see the reaction. And I have a couple of prints that I'm having each guy sign too, which eventually is going to be an amazing thing to have. Um, yeah. But da uh, David was one of the most okay. recent, and he actually reached out to me months ago via email right. okay. asking so about it. And um, as fate would have it, eventually we were able to meet at the event that, that I met you at, yeah. uh, Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame event. And uh, yeah, it was really cool, you know, just to be able to, you know, hear some of his stories from back in the day and just know that he appreciates the artwork, you know, it, go it goes a long way. Now, more recently, you did a similar piece for the 76ers history. Yes. Uh, I love this one. As I mentioned that night, one of my favorite things is Coach Billy Cunningham talking to player Billy Cunningham on the right-hand side, right by Mark Zumoff. That's very cool. <laughs> How did this come about? So uh, this actually came very soon after I completed the first one, ironically. And um, uh, same thing, just another private client who uh, wanted to have a showstopper piece, as he called it, in his uh, property. He actually owns this indoor basketball court on his property. Um, and this was the design and the concept that I actually ended up coming up with. Initially, he only wanted those six guys in the front who, in my opinion, are probably the greatest uh, Sixers players of all time, um, especially stat-wise and what they accomplished. And currently, the only uh, active player in there is Embiid. Um, but I added all these extra hidden gems and all these players, all these coaches. I just I wanted to make it similar to the Eagles one and really have something historic that nobody's ever done before. So that's what I came up with. Um, and just to put it in perspective, that piece is actually 60 feet, uh, that wall, 60 feet wide. Wow. So, um, and one of the things uh, great for people who might want to buy these is they come in various sizes. Is that correct? Of course, you know, the, the bigger they are, the more expensive they are. But you can get them in, you know, just small sizes or huge wall size pieces, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I first started doing this, I realized quickly that not everybody wants to uh, commission an original painting, you know, because it costs a lot of money due to the time and the, uh, the uh, uh, materials involved and all that. So. You know, I started to sell prints, both a paper print and a canvas that's more affordable that you can hang right on your living room wall or in your office. Um, so that I offer that as well on my website, uh, spectersportsart.com, uh, where I sell, like I said, paper prints, canvases. Yep. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Um, so and I have over diff 50 different pieces that I've done over the past couple of years in there, too, uh, other than just Philly stuff. So you told me one of your favorite ones from uh, this year was John Madden. What, what do you like about this one? I love, I love it. Oh man, I was such a big John Madden fan growing up, um, and unfortunately, when he passed away, I, I couldn't believe it. But I wanted to eventually honor him with something cool. That for me, like I was like, what could be cool as like a Madden cover or to represent the whole history of Madden, and that's what I came up with. Um, and that personally, that's one of my favorite pieces. Just being a huge Madden fan growing up. Um, but yeah, yeah, because it shows him with the football, you know, from when he was a coach, with the the video game in his hand, and with the headset on when he was, you know, a legendary broadcaster. So you got it all covered there in one picture. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Now you mentioned the website. Um, how can people find it, and you know, tell us what they're going to find on that website? Yeah, so even if you scroll down on the page, I don't know if it lets you do that, but um, you can find, like I said, you can select from over different 50 different pieces I've done over the past couple of years. Um, 
you can buy a print, canvas, uh, whatever it is that you feel fits your, your wall. Um, and it's all there on the website. Um, and especially this time of year, we, we have everything ready to go and we ship out pretty quickly uh, to make sure people get in time for Christmas. So, Well, Jordan, the bad news was that the 20% off Black Friday through Cyber Monday sale you had expired. But... You got some good news for folks watching or listening to us here on Philly Press Box Radio who might want to buy something. Tell us uh, that good news. Yes. So on the website right now, um, we're going to have a couple different promotions. And actually, um, let me make sure I give the right one here because <laughs> I don't want to give in too much away. You know what I mean? Um, but I believe. I think you told me Press Box 20 would get you 20% off. Yes. Is that accurate? That's what I thought. I just want to make sure it's the right one. <laughs> but yes, Pressbox 20, if you use it on the website, it will be 20% off. Um, I just had, you know, my typical Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale going, and that ended Monday. Um, so there's a chance to still get pretty much the same discount as I had for that. And um, how long will you keep that uh, discount in effect? That'll actually be for the next two weeks. I'm going to have that live. Oh, great. Yep. So if I'll be in that, touch, pal. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me know. Let me know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, what do you have coming up next in terms of art? You have, I know you. I've seen you do stuff like for the New Orleans Saints and other teams. Are you doing some of this for like different teams and organizations now? Yeah, a lot of it comes down to uh, people that commission an original painting from me. Mm -hmm. So um, people, you know, either a private client or the athlete themselves reach out. And that is basically what is the first step in the artwork, um, unless it's my own idea. But that's what happened with the Eagles one, the Sixers one. So initially they commission it. And then uh, if it's something that I think people would want as a print, I make prints of it. I sell canvases that are you know more affordable. And uh, yeah, so it tends to be a little all over the place. Um, I work I work with fanatics who have a partnership with them. So I do a lot of commission work for them, um, which I don't have prints available of, unfortunately. But um, but yeah, so currently um, I'm working on a couple projects, one of Serena Williams. Um, and another one of actually LSU Tiger Stadium, which I know it's not Philly, but I've actually done quite a few pieces down in that area. This one of Joe Burrow I did years ago actually was a very big hit, um, which is kind of why I have this whole separate fan base of uh, LSU fans now. Um, God. That, so that's actually, awesome. What is the website again? Spectersportsart.com. Spectersportsart.com. And remember, Pressbox 20 will get you 20% off for the next two weeks. So, uh, yeah, I'll be in touch. We're going to work something out. And uh, I got to clear some space, some wall space in my man cave for sure. Yep. So, Jordan, we will talk again soon. I promise you that. Have a happy holiday. And we'll talk again. You too. Thanks so much for having me on, man. Thanks, man. Take, Take care. <laughs> All right. Jordan Spector, SpectersportsArt.com. And, you know, he, he has some great gifts ideas and young kids maybe just want a nice new toy for Christmas or Hanukkah Hanukkah with that in mind, the Delco group toy drive is all set for a week from Friday in beautiful Delco. Of course, please donate. If you can, it is Friday the 9th at the selling Delco office, 777 West Sproul road in Springfield, three to 7 PM next Friday. That is the Delco group toy drive. And we're going to talk to our buddy boop in just a couple of minutes. But before we do that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ring the bell. Whoa, that is really loud. Uh, do I have time for a random chat? Sure I do. Bill's not here, and he can't tell me I don't have time. So I'm going to do that, and Boop will be on deck waiting. Uh, I want to tell you about the fun Saturday that I had. In the morning on Saturday, I ventured to Citizens Bank Park, their New Era sports store also at the ballpark for the Phillies annual holiday event. 
always a good time, even though for the third year in a row, I believe they did not have any live reindeer there. And they didn't even give out any free hot chocolate this year. Come on, guys. But on the plus side, I did get to, lot, uh, to see a lot of cool things like the Phillies World Series trophies from 1980 and 2008. I also took advantage of this photo op in front of a giant poster right in front of the ballpark, if I can find that. And, of course, I cannot right now. But I did talk to the Phillies broadcasters, Scott Fransky, Larry Anderson, and Ben Davis. Great guys all. And it was just a lot of fun. So we've had L.A. and Scott Fransky on almost every year, the last four years, I believe. And I'm working on getting Ben Davis on. He promises that we will make it happen. Good guys all. And, no, they did not invite me to be Part of the broadcast crew next year, unfortunately. Well, later on Saturday, as I often do on the weekend, I hit a local tavern to not only have a few beers, but check out some live music. Actually, two of them. I saw the band The Launch at Nick's Roast Beef on Cotman in Northeast Philly Saturday evening. And then I went and I checked out another band that I've heard a lot of good things about from South Jersey, the band known as Fat Mez. These guys are young. They're, I don't know if, if you know if all of them are old enough to drink yet, but they're from South Jersey. The band is Fat Mez. On their Twitter page, they build themselves as South Jersey's authentic, definitive rock and roll band. The group consists of guitar prodigy Billy the Kid Thoden, plus Dom Levy on bass, Corey Chodes on drums, and Kurt Foster also on guitar. I got to tell you, I was blown away by these guys. I'm not even you know sure, like I said, exactly how old they are, but... I think they're from right around the turn of the century, age-wise. But they play great songs from the 1960s and 70s, a few from the 80s, and a couple of originals along the way, too. They did covers of songs by artists such as The Beatles, The Doors, The Allman Brothers, Leonard Skinner, America, Ray Charles, David Bowie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. The list goes on and on. If you want a sample, I can give you one. Uh, how about this? A bit of them doing Led Zeppelin's Good Times, Bad Times from the Mighty Zepp's very first album in 1969. <laughs> I was going to cut it off sooner, but I couldn't. I just I just love these guys. I can't say enough about them. Again, the band is Fat Mez, and they got a whole bunch of shows in the Philly and South Jersey area over the next month. Check them out. All right, before we get to Boop, I got to squeeze in one more thing, and that is uh, to tell you that there are lots of great shows on our Edge of Philly Sports Network. You know that already. Wall-to-wall coverage. The network is continuing to grow. You can also catch all the action on eopsports.com as well as the Edge of Philly Sports on YouTube. You can find our show on the Philly Press Box Radio YouTube channel. You know that. Uh, I still want another couple dozen subscribers by the end of the year. I had a goal and I'm two dozen away from that. So help me out on YouTube, Philly Press Box Radio. Please subscribe, follow, hit the like buttons, and as always, share with your family and 
friends. All right, it is time to talk a little football, and we have our man Boop ready to roll. Uh, our Week 13 NFL predictions, you know, Bill may have sent them, but I didn't get them yet, so I'm going to have to check to see if he actually sent them. But Boop is here. Boop is ready. You Monday. Boop is on location. Where are you, Boop? I think I know. I am, I'm in the – what is I that, thought would be a little bit Monday. warmer – I'm in what I thought would be a little bit warmer patio at Chicks yeah. tonight. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm sitting here, and if I start my Steve start to chatter, it's, uh, you understand why. All right. It's not that cold, Boop. Come on, man up, will you? <laughs> <laughs> Have you bet me? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you probably want to know how we did last weekend, or maybe no, you don't. No, not at all. Boop, boop. No, Boop, Bill Furman and I were, or Bill Furman and I, not you. We were three and one. You, Boop, you took the Giants to knock off the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day, and you were left looking like a turkey with that pick. Well, Sad they were good for three quarters. They were, they were. So you were two and two for the season. I am still in the top spot at thirty-two and seventeen. Bill remains two games back at thirty and nineteen. Boop, hey, you're still above 500. Seven games back at twenty-five and twenty-four. <laughs> Time to make your move, Boopster. Yeah, yeah. For week 13, our add-on game involves Boop's second favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's start with that one again. I do not see Bill's picks, but I will get them before the the night is over. So come on, Furman. What's the matter with you? All right, Kansas City minus two at Cincinnati. We pick the games even up. Gee, I wonder who you're picking in this one, Boop. Andy Reid has won games in, as a visiting player uh, coach in 31 of the 32 NFL season, uh, cities. He's won in Mexico City. He's won in London. He even won a game in Champaign, Illinois against the Bears. He's never won in Cincinnati. 0-2-1, and we all know that tie. Uh, he finally gets his win in Cincinnati this weekend. That's the game Donovan didn't know they had ties in football. I uh, know. Right? I still don't know if he knows. <laughs> all right. You're picking Kansas City. So am I. Yes. Although, uh, you know, the Bengals have looked pretty oh, good yes. occasionally. Winnable Pat- game for them. Patrick Mahomes does not lose in December. so And on the road. Yeah. Washington, minus two and a half at the New York football Giants. Uh, I thought that line might be a little bigger, but Washington favored by two and a half. Who do you like? Yeah, the Redskins have won three straight, uh, four straight road games. The Giants have lost three out of four. So that line is probably right about where it needs to be over the last month or so. Yeah. Well, I'm taking Washington. You know what, Boop? I'm going to give you a chance to uh, pick up some ground because uh, I don't know why. Thank you so much. I just have this feeling that Washington is not going to play as well as they have been lately. The Giants got embarrassed in that fourth quarter of the Turkey Day game. They're at home. I'm taking the Giants to knock off Washington. I may be nuts, but okay. I'm doing it. All right. Oh, you're nuts anyhow, uh, but okay. Yeah, thank you. Indianapolis at Dallas. The Cowboys favored by 11 in this one. The Colts coming off a Monday night game, and they're going on the road into Big D. I got to think you're taking the home team. Uh, Dallas has won, has won 13 of the 14 of their last 14 games as a double-digit favorite. They've covered five of the last seven as a double-digit favorite. When they're good and they get the line that high, you know they're going to catch in. I'm taking Dallas. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas, too. I think that should be an easy one for them. And then Sunday, 1 p.m., the Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry and company, Ryan Tannehill, at the Eagles. Birds favored by five and a half. Uh, Who you got? The Eagles have not lost a regular season Sunday game in over a year. Uh, It'll be November 28th of last year, the last time they've lost with a Sunday in the regular season. That's not going to end this week. They take take care of the Titans, who are struggling a little bit as – they were one of the best teams in the in the um, 
league when they played Chiefs earlier in the year, and it's just they've lost a little bit. They've lost a little bit in their step. Uh, the line is five and a half. Do you think they cover or not? It's a, you know the way the league's going this year. There's so many backdoor covers. I've been just not betting those things. I bet to win and you know hope they cover. And I bet a lot of touchdown for players. So the covering is it's been hard to do this year. A lot of backdoor covers. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count on it. I have not picked against the Eagles all season, Boop. I'm going to change that right now. I just have this weird wow. thing. I'm taking Tennessee to win the game 24 to 20. I will be rooting against myself in that one for sure, but I'm taking the Titans. Good. I, I, we will be rooting against you also. Derrick Henry <laughs> scares me. Hey, yeah. uh, you got any other tips regarding the NFL action before we get to other items? Uh, not really. Um, not, not NFL stuff. I mean, we all saw the. Um, uh, uh, can't even think of Never mind. Whatever. Next. Whatever you got next, pal. <laughs> next, World Cup. The. <laughs> Team USA advance. They play Saturday. Uh, the splits open early, by the way. Do you know? Uh, I don't believe they will be, um, but I haven't checked. I sadly, it is my township's rate free rabies day, so <laughs> I've got to leave. I've got to be able to take one of my dogs to get rabies shot at noon. So I'm going to have to watch at home, and you know, and then take put Zoe on her collar and run her down the building and get my rabies done. So I will not be at a bar on a Saturday morning. Don't tell my wife. You said you said free rabies day. I thought they were giving away rabies. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like I always call October Rest Awareness Month. It's that chance Prevention Awareness Month. Every I, I month is not, Rest Awareness Month. I am not going there, but okay. Hey, I am aware of this. Yeah, you, did I touch you, Matt? <laughs> okay. Uh, I bet you're aware of what's going on at the palestra tonight, aren't you, Boop? Yeah, I am. A real low-scoring game, and I don't want you to think I bet the over or anything. Um, but early on, those guys were, were shooting the lights out, and then they hit a stack. They barely got in to get to 50 points by halftime. When I'm I came in, it was a Temple. Game. I'm just talking about the fact that there's a big five doubleheader. Absolutely. It's great, and I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, which kind of wish I could be there, but, you know, I just I don't go to games anymore. But um, it's just nice. To, it, if you're a fan, it's nice to be able to see all four teams at one time. The atmosphere, whether it's a hundred people or a thousand, it's just always the best. Um, there's a great Joe Rhodes quote. He was a Dallas writer that came through in the '80s, and he wrote the palestra where a hundred people sound like a thousand, a thousand sound like ten thousand, and ten thousand sounds like nothing you've ever heard of before. And that was uh, one of the best palestra quotes I've ever heard of all time. So uh, I know a lot of people down there. I know they're having fun, um, and you know, and the games do do also matter. The cool part, as a buddy of mine, Joe Owens, mentioned, was as this game gets to the end of the game and the early and the fans for the second game start pretty close to, you know, the maximum capacity of uh, people they're going to have. And the people coming in for the second game start to have a rooting interest in the first game. And it's, that's kind of the crossover. Like, it just it, it ties everything together. It's a lot of fun. Some of the best memories I've had in my life with my father and everything else have been in that building. So, yeah, it's, it's a special night. And, of course, Fran Dunphy coaching LaSalle has had, you know, something, some kind of connection with three of the four teams that are playing there, right? Yeah, and he went to uh, – I think he went to Villanova Law School, so, you know, um, that's that. Um, and I think he's, he's also he's – he has a great record at uh, Goa Arena. Um, I think he's a 3-0 there this year. I think he was 6-3 and as a visiting coach before. So, um, something to keep your eye on, his record at Goa Arena through the year. 
Another thing to keep an eye on is Villanova. They are two and five, and they have lost four games in a row. I know they've had some injury problems, but a new coach, they are not looking like the Nova that we're used to. Yeah, you know, it, the, the five's discerning a little bit, except for the fact that they were really close in two of those games against two really tough teams. Yeah. It is your two best players that are out. Um, and I think he, any new coach, any coach at the beginning of the year has a little time to get his rotation to what he wants it. He's a new coach for a new team with two big players out, and they're going against top-notch competition. I mean, they had three really tough games. There. I mean, Portland's no slack. They were the easiest game they played, and they weren't bad. So I'm giving him a pass for now. I know there are people calling for his head already on the main line, but, you know, give me a break, people. You know, you, you lost a big five game. I'm sorry. You get one a decade. Give it a rest. Boop, where can people find your uh, great stuff? Well, I will be uh, I'm at Twitter or at Boopstats. Uh, I have a website, boopstats.com. Uh, I post all my good stuff on the website, I mean, on Twitter, and you can find a lot of it, the list and all that are printable on the website. Um, in about five minutes, you will be on, in, find me inside splits falling out. Um, I'm going to see if they have a warm toddy I can have before I get to my cold beer. Uh, i got a buddy of mine there celebrating a birthday, so I may have to have a beer or two. Um, so, you know. But, uh, yeah, at Twitter, at Boopstats, and on my website, boopstats.com. And, oh, there, what's that? This is a Sly Fox Christmas Ale. That's my beer of choice tonight. <laughs> Always my something beer, different. Yeah, and I, I drink the same beer each and every night of my life. Not every night of my life. I skipped it with day last Tuesday. Um, <laughs> but it's always Miller Lite for me. Miller Lite. Nothing but the finest for you, Boop. <laughs> yes, sir. Get out of here. All right, man. Thank you. Tell Bill I said hi if you ever find him. I will get his picks and post them. All right. Thanks, Boop. See ya. See you, pal. The great Bob Vitrone Jr., a.k.a. Boop. Hey, let me tell you about Philly sports trips. Um, they have some road some road trips to all away games. Plus, check this out. They have a bus trip to Barclays Center to see the Sixers beat Benny and the Nets on February 11th. That one is on my radar for sure. And, yeah, they're talking spring training already, too. In fact, they actually have two spring training trips available, one of which includes a meet-and-greet with Charlie Manuel. All the details on the website, phillysportstrips.com. Again, phillysportstrips.com. And, you know, while I'm at it, why don't I just jump right into the Raz Room? Because there's a lot going on there. They post great sports memorabilia on their Facebook page so people can take a chance on winning something they may not be able to afford or have access to. All items come with certificates of authenticity. They've continued to run out great auto Greater, I don't know what that says. Great auto, greater odds of you winning. Who wrote this? Come on, Furman. Who doesn't like to win, though? Check out their Facebook page. Like it or follow it. It's PPCC118 Razroom. That's right, PPCC118 Razroom on Facebook. Whew, I got through that. All right. Uh, you probably want to know what's going on on next week's show. Well, first of all, I can tell you that, yes, Bill Furman will indeed be back. And the good thing is we are going to have something fun next week. We have one current Philly Inquirer sports reporter and one former one joining us. Sixers beat reporter Keith Pompey will stop by to talk all things 76ers with us. You know what's funny? I put this thing in the uh, the bin here to check out, and now I can't find it. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Keith Pompey. He's on the right. He is the Sixers beat reporter for the Inquirer. The guy on the left is Keith's former colleague. He's actually no longer at the Inquirer. 
is Bob Brookover. Brookie is actually now working for NJ.com, and he is the Giants beat reporter. Did you know that? Yeah, Brookie is now the Giants beat reporter. So we're going to have them on both at the same time for a bit anyway. Bob used to cover the Phillies for the Inquirer, so we will talk Phils with him as well. So we're going to talk Sixers, Eagles, Giants, and Phillies with these two great guys, Bob Brookover and Keith Pompey. And yes, Bill Furman will be back. So everybody calm down. All right. A couple of things before we wrap up. Uh, hard to believe, but it was exactly 40 years ago today that this Michael Jackson's thriller was released. Look, say what you will about the King of Pop, but this was truly an amazing album. Look at the track list. Just about every song, a major hit, including the title song. There was Billy Jean also, Wanna Be Starting Something. PYT and the great Beat It that featured Eddie Van Halen playing that memorable guitar riff out 40 years ago today. Wow, Michael Jackson's Thriller. And who can't remember the, the video for Thriller, the song? He turned it into, what, a 15-minute uh, piece, which was great. You know, the, the acting, the song itself, a little horror kind of thing. Vincent Price at the beginning, it was great. So Michael Jackson's Thriller celebrating its 40th anniversary today. Secondly, the sad news from the music world, the fact that Christine McVie passed away early today. Christine, of course, a longtime member of Fleetwood Mac. She wrote so many great songs, You Make Love and Fun, Songbird. Uh, don't Stop, 79 years old. She had apparently been in uh, ill health the last few months. Um, didn't realize it was that serious. And she went into the hospital in recent days and passed away this morning. So rest in peace, Christine McVie, one of the very, very best. Totally unrelated note before I go, speaking of random crap. Did you see this story the other day? A Florida woman filed a class action lawsuit against Kraft Heinz claiming that it's Velveeta shelves and cheese takes longer than advertised to prepare. The lawsuit alleges that Velveeta's shells assertion that the product is ready in three and a half minutes is false and misleading. She says it takes longer than that. Well, she is seeking $5 million for this. <laughs> Kraft Heinz, not surprisingly, calls the lawsuit frivolous and says it will strongly defend itself. So there you go. And, of course, it was a Florida woman because that's how they raised me down in Florida. All right, that's all I got. Do I have to read some kind of outro thing? Let's do this. Yeah, we have reached the top of the hour, Bill would say at this point. We'd like to thank tonight's special guests, Jordan Spector, James Seltzer, and, of course, Boop, Bob Vitrone Jr. Our sponsors, the Irish Rover Station House, Bob Sullivan's LikeYourAge.com, PPCC, 118 Raz Room, Philly Sports Trips, Dave Lavoy of Allstate Insurance in Westchester. For Bill Furman, I'm Chet, Jim Chesco, and we hope you did enjoy the show and will join us, Philly Press Box Radio, next Wednesday at 7 p.m. with Keith Pompey and Bob Rickover joining us. You can see us live on Facebook or listen through our website, phillypressboxradio.com or on Blog Talk Radio, Philly Press Box Radio and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and a whole bunch of other places. High hopes, Philadelphia sports fans. Go Team USA. And, oh, yeah, fly, Eagles, fly. Let's do the song.